Psalm 81 for the chief musician on an instrument of gaff by Asaph. Sing aloud to God our strength, make a joyful shout to the God of Jacob. Raise a song and bring the tambourine, the pleasant lyre and the harp. Blow the trumpet at the new moon, at the full moon on feast day. For it is a statute in Israel, an ordinance of the God of Jacob. He appointed it in Joseph for a covenant when he went out over the land of Egypt. I heard a language that I didn't know. I removed his shoulder from the burden. His hands were freed from the basket. You called in trouble and I delivered you. I answered you in the secret place of thunder. I tested you in the waters of Meribah. Sailor, hear my people and I will testify to you. Israel, if you would listen to me, then there will be no strange God in you. Neither shall you worship any foreign God. I am Yahweh your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt. Open your mouth and I will fill it. But my people did not listen to my voice. Israel desired none of me. So I let them go after the stubbornness of their hearts that they might walk in their own counsels. Oh, that my people would listen to me, that Israel would walk in my ways. I would soon subdue their enemies and turn my hand against their adversaries. The haters of Yahweh would cringe before him. Their punishment would last forever. But he would also have fed them with the finest of the wheat. I will satisfy you with honey out of the rock. Okay, so this is a psalm of Asaph, and this time it is the Asaph of the time of David. I know I've explained that there's this kind of later Asaph as well. So this psalm was played on an instrument of gaff, and that was a stringed instrument called a gittith. We don't know what a gittith is like, but I did talk about this earlier. There are three psalms in the Bible that are played on the gittith. This is the second. So the first one's a psalm that David plays on the gittith. I think it's Psalm 8. Lord, O oh Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth, that one. This is Psalm 81, the second, played by Asaph. And the third one will be Psalm, I think, 84, played by the sons of Korah. So we've got three different people. All of them were alive at the same time, uh, at the time of David. All of them played an, on an instrument of gaff, a song each. I think it's very, very cool. And I think what happened is David was down at gaff. We know he went to gaff. Goliath, of course, was a Philistine from Gath. David defeated Gath, uh, Goliath, and but then later on he was in Gath, which would have been an interesting experience after defeating Goliath, and he managed to, we presume, get out, get his hands on a gittith. <laughs> and uh, I know if you're a musician, I'm a musician, and I've got friends who are musicians. If you're a musician, you, you know it's always interesting seeing a, a musical instrument you've never seen before. And it's always interesting to try them out. <laughs> so I have no doubts at all that when David was in Gath and he saw a Gittith, he's like, whoa, I'd like one of those. And he learned to play it. And he no doubt, I'm guessing, taught Asaph to play it and the sons of Korah learned to play it. So a bunch of people probably learned to play it. And we have these three Psalms. What was very cool about the Gittith is it's an instrument from the enemy. So it's something that the enemy used. In Psalm 8, when we talked about it the first time, we said it was, it was a song of high praise to God. And it was so cool that an, the enemy's instrument was being used to praise the Lord. In this psalm, we have another very cool thing going on here because it's all about listening to God. God says in verse 8, Israel, if only you would listen to me. And he says in verse 10, open your mouth and I will fill it. That's a great promise. 
In verse 13, he says, if you would listen to me, I would soon subdue your enemies. So this whole psalm seems to be about the idea that God just wants his people to listen to him, but there's promises for them if he does. And one of the promises is he would subdue their enemies. So I think it's a little bit of irony here that an instrument of an enemy (laughs) is being used to tell them, if only you would listen to God, your enemies would be defeated. And it's almost like the enemy's playing the instrument saying, ha ha, but you're not listening, so we're safe. Now, of course, I'm just imagining that irony there. Um, But I think it's just so interesting that these words about the destruction of enemies are played on the instrument of the enemies. And And I think that the point of this whole psalm is that we just don't listen to God. You know, we look back at the Israelites and say, wow, they never listened to God. You know, so obvious what God was telling them to do and they just didn't do it. You know what, it's probably no more obvious to them than what God's words are to you. And you probably don't listen to them either. And um, so we shouldn't be too quick to point the finger, even at historical people, because um, sometimes we're just pointing the finger at ourselves. But when a person does listen to God, he would, it says he would quickly subdue their enemies. So think of that. Issues in your life, problems, the Lord just step in and deal with them. If you're a person that listens to him, it opens up grace for you. And the, one of the finest promises here is it says here in verse 16 that God would satisfy them with the finest of wheat and with honey out of the rock. So wheat is something good, it's provision, it's food, but God says he was going, if they were people who would listen to him, he wasn't only going to give them good things, he was going to give them the finest of the wheat, the best of the good things, and with honey out of the rock. So this whole psalm is saying to us, if we would be a listening people, God's going to take care of us. There's promises associated with being people who listen to him which doesn't mean just hearing what he says, but it means hearing it and doing it. In 1997, we had um, a week of listening prayer here in the church. Now, um, that week of listening prayer was forced upon us. I was there at the time. I do have memories of the week of listening prayer, and and I've shared about them in various messages. But we actually had a planned, a whole week planned of normal prayer. But when we came into the normal prayer, it was just like no one could pray. God had put his hands over our mouths and just no one could pray a prayer. Everyone felt like, I don't have a prayer to pray right now. So we literally sat for an entire week saying nothing. <laughs> a week of listening prayer. And it was in that week that this, that this verse came alive. Psalm 81, 14, 13 to 14. If only my people would listen, how quickly would I subdue their enemies? So this was a promise that came to us during that week of listening prayer. Ever since then, we've tried to make listening prayer a part of the life of our Church at Peace. And in recent years, we have a week of listening prayer every year in February. And uh, you know, the la- usually the last week of February or the second last week, we have a week of listening prayer here. And listening is for us, it's something you do as a practice as well as something that you do as a, dis- as a kind of a way of life. So it's like, uh, what I'm trying to say is, when God says to you something, like say you're reading the Bible and he says, you know, do not judge, listening is the actual practice of trying to pay attention to what the Lord wants. 
But for us, listening is that, but it's also sitting still and being quiet and just sitting in the Lord's presence and saying, Lord, I'm listening to you. You may not hear anything. We've got quite a number of good sermons on the art of listening prayer. You should listen to them. So what I'm trying to say is it's, it's the act of sitting still and listening to God, but it's also the act of paying attention to the things he tells us to do. Both of them are listening. So listening can be not just hearing things you know that you, sit, you think the Lord is saying, but it can also be when you're reading the Bible, paying attention, that's listening. When you're hearing a sermon and it speaks to your heart, paying attention, that's listening. So listening isn't just the act of sitting in quiet prayer, it's also the act of putting into practice the things that God tells you to do. And I think this Psalm 81 is talking about both of those things. Lord, thank you for Psalm 81, played on the instrument of the enemy. And I thank you, Lord, that you will defeat our enemies if we are a listening people. That's your word to us. So, Lord, I pray you give us grace to be a listening people. In Jesus' name, amen.